Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the, I believe, Best Picture nominated film, Past Lives, came out last year, 2023, written and directed by Celine Song. This is uh, starring Greta Lee, Teo Yo, and John Magaro. In this movie, Nora and Hei Sung, two deeply connected childhood friends, are uh, arrested are arrested apart after Nora's family immigrates from South Korea. Twenty years later, they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront notions of love and destiny. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I related to both of the male characters in this film. Uh, It's a beautiful story that uses the concept of reincarnation to great effect with the love story that is in this movie. How life can take take you far away from someone you have a strong connection to. It's also a great movie about immigration and what it's like to start a life in a completely new country, how the past can come back in a way that may test not only your current relationships, but also challenge your life goals in general. It's a great movie. I would highly recommend this movie. Uh, I considered putting this on my top five of 2023 uh, for a while. I mean, I was a big I really did enjoy this movie Um, and because it's a movie that I can relate to specifics of characters that are in this movie that tends to be something that I I value pretty high in films but uh, didn't make my list but definitely an honorable mention uh, and a great movie I was very happy to to watch and if you're looking for a good romance uh, love story like an unconventional love story I guess I don't know how conventional this is uh, I would definitely check it out I rented it on VOD uh, but I'm sure it'll be available on a streamer soon probably next week as that tends to happen let's take a brief intermission from our show imagine dear listeners a piece of art that does more than just decorate a wall Visualize owning a limited edition print from The Many Faces, a series that melds the beauty of the abstract with the allure of the surreal. Each print is a conversation piece, a slice of artistic wonder in your own home. But what really elevates these prints, they come with my personal signature and unique number, marking their authenticity and exclusivity. And guess what? Indulging in this art won't empty your wallets. Starting from just $5 for a 4x6 print, these prints are designed to be accessible, fitting both your space and your budget. To art enthusiasts, collectors, or anyone who cherishes one-of-a-kind pieces, this is your moment. 
Transform your living space with a touch of artistic elegance. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to select your exclusive limited edition print today. And now, let's return to the show with that extra bit of inspiration. This movie takes place uh, at a few different points in the lives of these people uh, from childhood uh, then kind of jumps to college era, then adulthood era, uh, with each gap being 12 years. And it's about how you will have specific connections with people in your life. Uh, the way in this movie, the way those connections are explained uh, is kind of perfect, using reincarnation as a way to explain the connections. Uh, and the term inyun, which uh, a Korean term, which means that you are connected to each other uh, and each other's lives. Bef you were connected to each other and each other's lives before in, uh, in this life, uh, also in uh, past lives. So, you know, the people that you have strong connections to in this life, you also had strong connections to in previous lives and will probably have strong connections to in future lives. Hence the, the title, Past Lives. Uh, it is the concept of this connection that these two characters have, uh, which I really appreciate. I like how that explains just... I, I really like that perspective and that idea on on relationships, on people that you have strong connections to that are in your, in your life that maybe it's unexplainable how somebody, a specific person, is uh, drawn to you or you're drawn to each other at different parts throughout your life. Uh, for me, this film connected with me directly through two of the different characters, the two main characters, right? It churns up all of the different kinds of emotions that... Uh, a strong connection will bring about the 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 feelings of like love and lost and and uh just all of the different emotions that are tied to love and romantic connections and all of that and this movie churns up all of those kinds of feelings whether it's child those childhood feelings of love that those innocent kind of feelings you had when you had a crush on somebody and you're you're both children uh to you know long empty spaces where just life happens you both kind of go live your separate lives and then to find that person uh from your past in a time when you have this longing uh, for those times, specifically for those those places and those times, the people you were at those times. Um, and then again, another connection later on in life when life becomes even more complicated. Uh, it's kind of a great like ride of a movie. It's not like fast paced. There's not like a lot of ups and downs. It's not even like very dramatic, but it is this journey yeah, this trip you go on with these two people you're observing these two people in different points of their life and how their connection at those different points 
is meaningful to them and how it ultimately resolves in the end is beautiful i would say um you know it tapped into my heart in a way that those movie movies like this are very special to me any movie that can kind of resonate with me on a deep level i i i tend to be drawn to I have Inyan with films like this. Uh, it's a great story where all of the characters are great people as well. Like, there's no assholes. There's no, like, real drama. There's no antagonists in this, in this film at all. Uh, so many other films would have handled these characters and their reactions very differently than what you see in this movie. Um, and just in order to create more drama. But this film, because of the lack of all of that, there's so much nuance that's explored, right? This film handles everything with a level of understanding that I really appreciate. Characters are so understanding, so much more so than I've experienced in my life. Like, far more understanding than I've had in certain moments. Uh, is the movie, like, in many ways gave me something a goal to strive towards to be a better person which i appreciate that aspect of this movie as well it's like any opportunity to grow from a situation let alone a movie movie is is pretty remarkable um and like i said no antagonists in this film right maybe you can consider circumstance uh an antagonist in this film in some ways or maybe time or ambition can be antagonists on some level but like i just kind of love the concept of the way this movie talks about past lives especially how it's used at the very end of the film where it's used in a different way in a different direction uh that i really appreciate it's uh, it adds to the romance in a way uh and the love story in a way that i appreciate it you know involving your imagination of what it could have been or what it could be all of the, any kind of movie it's in in that way it's almost similar to the wes anderson short films on netflix where it utilizes imagination as a special effect um and in this movie it utilizes imagination as a way for the audience to write their own next chapter or previous chapters in this story in this this interdimensional multiverse story of love uh that exists that's not like uh it's not like sci-fi premise it's just like this idea of reincarnation that throughout you know 80,000 lifetimes you've been in the same orbit as this person there's been a connection that you've had to this person over thousands and thousands of lifetimes and it's just in this one specific lifetime this one specific moment of existence where you are are together in the right circumstances and can appreciate each other in the right circumstances and be together in the right circumstances where every other any every other incarnation of this connection that you have is represented differently in this movie some examples are like i was the bird and you were the branch that i i rested on every day right this two life forms that are so close throughout their lifetimes 
yet so far away because they're two different types of living organisms. But and even when there's two living organisms of humans, maybe they were like, you know, maybe they were people that lived close to each other in past lives or or, you know, existed in different connections with different connections I, I really enjoyed that aspect of this film quite a bit and enjoyed the performances of this film uh the i i love the tone and the mood of this film uh w the way it's able to definitely tap into my heart <laughs> made me feel feelings but also didn't go overboard with trying to make everything so dramatic and make 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 a thing bigger than it is and instead showing understanding and compassion and you have people trying to understand their situations and their feelings. Uh, and I appreciate that. I appreciate a movie that's able to uh, live in the nuance, live in the minutia and the gray area of what life really is. That it's it's painful enough in life to survive and deal with heartache in the ways this movie and abandonment in the ways this movie portrays um a great film uh, I, I really did enjoy this movie let's take a quick break from the show listeners are you ready to take your experience with the ray taylor show to the next level dive into inspired disorder plus for just five dollars a month you unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving Imagine enjoying The Ray Taylor Show, a full week of episodes completely ad-free in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to the live painting archives, be the first to lay your eyes on the many faces, and enjoy members-only discounts and deals that'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through my personal blog, creative writing to spark your imagination, and an interactive Ask Me Anything section, Inspire Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. But I do want to talk about spoilers, just get into some specifics of this film. Uh, if, so if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, obviously, I mean, I guess the, you know, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, let's get into spoilers. <laughs> let's get into spoilers. Uh, I love the opening voiceover of this, of people you have, so you see our main characters, the three main characters of this movie, well, really the two main characters and then a character that comes in later, you see them far off in a crowded bar or in a bar late at night, and you're getting the voiceover of the people who are looking at these people. They're like people watching. They're out super late at night. It's 4 a.m., right, which is crazy. I guess New York has different hours for bars. And there's this couple that are watching these three people across the bar and they're fabricating their backstories. They're, they're, they're like trying to understand the connections that those people have, which in some ways, after having seen the film, them hypothesize the different connections that these people have is very much 
them coming up with very similarly to what they were actually having the conversation, Nora and Sung in that moment where they're having a conversation or they mention all of the other lifetimes, their past lives where they've been close to each other and describing the dynamics of those different lives. In many ways, the people that are observing them in the beginning of this film are doing the same thing where they're coming up with hypothetical connections that these people have. Like the two Asian people are a couple and the other person is their friend from out of town or it's like, oh, maybe she's with the 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 white guy and the Asian dude is like her brother or or something like that. So it's like they are giving the same types of hypothetical realities that may have existed between these three characters because it's not just the connect characters, the connection, I should say, between Nora and Sung that are the the powerful connections as we see at the end of this film we see that arthur her husband at this point in the movie like hey sung tells him that like we probably have connection the fact that you are here with me in this in this in this bar late at night means that we also have this inyun right we have this connection and the whole time arthur felt like and one of the things that I related to felt like very much an outsider in this trio as they they go out this night. And then when he brings, I mean, first off, it shows how amazing these people are. Arthur, her husband, and then also Hei Sung. But also goes back to these people at the very beginning of this movie giving their hypothetical relationship situations why these three people are here at 4 a.m. in the morning uh it, it it's kind of a great way to start this movie considering where we end this movie which in a lot of ways the movie that moment that happens later on in the movie is you know the second to last scene or third to last scene of the film it's like towards the end of the film it's pretty great it's uh a great way to start it um then we go back to when these two kid, these two people were kids, when Nora and Sung were kids, uh, and you can tell that he's he's got a crush on her. They go on a kids' date. Uh, their moms both go take them on this date, and they're out having fun. Uh, and then she decides to immigrate to the United States. Um, you know, her parents are artists, artists and directors. So it's like creative family that can kind of pick up and go wherever they want. Probably think they may have opportunities in the U.S. Or actually, they don't go to the U.S. They go to Canada. She goes to New York uh, later for uh, school. But, you know, it's uh, I relate to this kid. I relate to Sung in this moment so much. This is like right when this movie hit hooked me first off he carries around a basketball to school everywhere he goes which for me growing up uh like i started playing basketball like pickup basketball at school in like fifth grade um and and kind of made all of my friends through school middle school and high school playing pickup basketball during recess or during lunch uh and that went all the way through high school as well and i mean i played pickup basketball through my 20s uh through at least my early 20s um but so like i am this kid who takes his basketball to school and he's got this friend 
Nora, which her name was Nora at the time, who he's clearly likes. They clearly have a relationship, but to him, it's much more. And to her, it's there's there's love there, but it's definitely more of a friendship, I would say. And so, like, I'm, I completely relate to this kid. His the silent depression that he you can see on his face when he's listening to her. They're sitting in class and he's like looking ahead and behind him. He can overhear this girl that he loves talk about moving to another country to immigrating like it's no big deal. Like there's nothing here that she will lose or miss when she leaves like just how just how easily she talks about them no longer being able to hang out together just so painful right telling everybody that she's leaving and never coming back it's just like oh this is i mean at that point when you're a kid it's like it seems like it seems like falling in love is something that will only ever happen once and if it doesn't happen then you will foreverly eternally be screwed uh and i f- so i feel this kid in this moment and then right when he thought this relationship with her would be like starting right they go on a date and now all of a sudden the date was all because so they could say goodbye so they could have this one memory before she leaves to Canada to start this new life. Um, you know, and for him, he didn't know. It seemed like in this, the way it makes in this movie, it seems like he found out when she was telling other kids in school, like she never told him. So when he goes on this date, he thinks it's the beginning of something amazing. And it's just the beginning of the end, really. It's just so sad. And, you know, it doesn't seem like she ever told him. And then when he he says goodbye, like they walk back home as they did every day. Right. And as she goes to her house and he goes to his house and he says bye. And then they go their separate directions. It's just like so sad. It is just so sad. It is. It's as if it feels like he's been waiting for her to tell him the entire time. And she never did. Like, she's acting like it's just another day. And to him, it's like his whole world is crumbling. So then she goes. She goes to Canada. She goes to school. I'm not sure if she goes to school in America or not. But she goes to school. And it's 12 years later. And then he's. you see him doing his mandatory military service for South Korea. Um, and then when they talk over Skype. So she's like with her friend and they're like oh who should we look up she's talking to one of her friends or maybe her sister over skype and they're like oh we should you know just looking up random people on facebook and she's like who's that guy that had the crush on me before in korea and she looks him up like she can barely remember this guy looks him up as like a joke as like a goof like let's just see and she never he never forgot about her and and you find out like you know she finds out that he was actually trying to look for her left a comment on her dad's page and then she you know finally reached out and the whole time like she barely remembers his name he has been looking for her 
for 12 years. She disappears. He says, bye. They go their separate way. 12 years have gone by, and he's been desperately trying to find her. Of course, he doesn't know her new name. That's why he hasn't hadn't been able to find her. But it's just like, like he's been pining for her and searching for her for 12 years, possibly half of his life, right? 12. Who knows? They were probably around 12 when she moved. So for half of his life at this point, he's been looking for her, and she just now remembered that he even exists. And it's it's it just adds to the sadness. It's like, oh, I feel so bad for this guy. That's like, oh, like you you've carried this love for this girl for half of your life, and then you they do reconnect, and it's really sweet, and that bond is still there. And I think at this point, at their ages, you know, being in college or whatever, just being more adult. I think they both realize that this is a real connection, that they enjoy connecting with each other and keeping up with each other and all of these things, right? He remembers that she wanted to go to America to win a Nobel Prize, and he asked her, like, what award do you want to win next, which is like a reoccurring question, just like that reminds you that he, this guy remembers everything. Like this has been a, a, somebody that's been on his mind for half of his life over half of his life right a clear connection between them he you see like he's adjusting his schedule so that he can spend more time calling her on the phone because the time difference is so crazy right like it's it's so clear and i'm i'm i love this movie i'm like oh this is this is amazing right this is this is like i'm I feel emotionally I'm I'm so connected to this one guy and like understand in so many ways what that's like. And then like she mentions uh that she mentions the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is one of my favorite movies, which is just another reason why I love this this movie. Uh and despite his love for her, he doesn't change. I kind of love the fact that both of these characters despite they the fact that they have this connection clearly have this connection they're very still very determined to follow their life goals and they're not willing to sacrifice their life goals in to pursue this connection which i found to be very very different that's the part that i like at, at that age i would have thrown everything away I would have thrown everything away. Not that I had, not that like I was going to China to learn Chinese because I was going to be an engineer like this guy, right? I didn't really have anything going on in my 20s other than just enjoying life as a, a, a quote-unquote adult for the first time, partying, meeting people, going out on dates, having a lot of sex, all that kind of fun stuff that you do in your 20s. You know, I didn't have like a five-year plan, <laughs> you know? So it would have been a lot easier for me to just be like, oh, I am uh, like if that happened, if the person that I grew up in love with from childhood and we had reconnected in my like early 20s and there was this kind of connection, I would have for sure just done. I would have moved heaven and earth 
to to be with this person and to see where that connection went so it's interesting seeing some people with like conviction to what they want to do with their life uh and then she tries to recommend that he go to New York to learn English instead of going to China to like she's trying to make it work right she's trying to compromise his dreams and he's unwilling to do that which is you know an interesting aspect to this movie and then when she wants to take a break it's so heartbreaking when she wants to take a break you can see in her face that she's stressed out like it's just it's the look on somebody's face when you know they're breaking up with you when you know that they're like they're gonna tell you they don't want to be they don't want to do this anymore it is so like so like it hurts my heart to to think of that look but she has that look you know and he's being abandoned by her again you know, they have this connection. It's been 12 years he was abandoned by her. Never heard from her for 12 years. She completely forgot about him. He's been searching for her for 12 years. They finally connect. They have this amazing connection because he's not willing to change his life goals, which is respectable. And because she, thinking long term, is like, it's going to be a year before we go there. It's going to be a year and a half before I go there. Whatever, whatever. Like this, the reality of us being together is like years away and I don't want my life up until then to just be this long distance over Skype kind of a thing, which is especially at that age. It's like it's hard, you know, because you're just experiencing life in like a new way. You have such freedom. You're meeting so many people. You're going so many different places like it, it makes sense that she would want to experience life outside of this thing that almost feels like some kind of regression like going back to korea right because she, he is very korean and she has been americanized she's been westernized because she grew up over here you know and part of him is the nostalgia of her life as a child but also the bond that they have so it's very the complexities of this of this narrative i i really appreciate um but she's abandoning him again and all because like in the moment i'm like this is horrible like because it's going to be a year year and a half like he waited 12 years to find you and because it's going to be a year year and a half you don't want to wait which is you know understandable from her perspective but from his perspective it's heartbreaking right and she's firm and it makes sense she wants to stay in new york she wants to make a name for herself in new york right she doesn't want to move any she doesn't want to go back to korea his work he's not going to be moving to the united states like it's just the circumstances for their lives aren't fitting together the way that their energy fits together and her reasoning for wanting to stay in new york makes sense but just but her wanting to just stop talking to him altogether f just feels so messed up is she's abandoning him, abandoning him again and it's just my heart breaks for this guy again as she's telling him and then she goes to this artist residency which is great and he goes to china they go both do their own things that the last time that's the last time they talk to each other for another 12 years which is just like painful to think about that this guy's abandoned twice 
for 12 year periods each time no connection to this person but they're meeting other people they're living their lives they're falling in love they're going on dates they're doing these things and then she finds her new guy at the at the the uh the art um residency right and the first time you see him it, it's in the John and Yoko pose, which I thought was very... I mean, it's not from the top-down camera view, but the John and Yoko in the bed pose when they were doing their... was like sleep protest or bed protest or whatever the protest was. Um, and there's that famous picture of John Lennon kind of uh, in a fetal position, like straddling Yoko and Yoko kind of laying down uh, on the bed. That's how we're introduced to this couple as they're adults, as they are now a married couple. And I think so. I think they're married at this point. And it's interesting because maybe that's uh, an aspect of the movie where it's trying to make you think that maybe this guy is going to be the Yoko Ono of this relationship. Like he's going to be the thing that breaks up this 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 romantic fairy tale story of these people these long lost loves from childhood coming back together but now he's single now in their adult phase he's single he's going to new york he says for vacation but the intention is to go finally see her as adults since after 24 years since they were children and he knows she's married now right and he gets there and they meet and we find out that the last time that they talked was when she said she wanted to take a break, which is just so brutal. But then also in this moment, I start sympathizing with the husband. <laughs> it's amazing how this movie taps into different parts of my life that involve love and relationships and, and you know, pining for people, childhood love and kind of uh, the 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 kind of aspect of love where you have this jealous feeling where it's like you 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 don't want like there's this you you feel like your your relationships being threatened right i kind of sympathize with this this husband character that understands the story that's being told in this movie and is like i can't compete with this ridiculous love story Right. He chuckles in bed about how great this story is and how he just can't compete, which we get to know how they met and ended up together getting married. Right. And he talked about how the story would be told if, you know, this was an American story, how he was the guy breaking them up or whatever, breaking up this great love romance. Um But I relate to him now so much like he becomes instantly such a sympathetic character and not to say that Nora is an antagonist by any means like everything that she has done is completely understandable maybe not just completely discommunicating for 12 years at a time is is kind of sad but for, she's not a bad person either but of course for me my perspective as a, a cis male growing up having my relationships in my past and my feelings in the past as a child growing up through adolescence and young adult and adult years like you know i i there's a lot of emotions that i relate to in these male characters in this movie um 
him him even questioning his worth to her it's it's just like so many sad things that i i do and i've done in relationships where i just feel like and both of these men in many ways think that they're partners whether it's hey sung and his girlfriend that he's no longer with or arthur and his wife both of these men think that their partners deserve better than them and I'm like, oh, that's me. That's like how I felt in so many relationships where I was like, you deserve so much better, mostly because I've had horrible self-esteem through most of my life and suffered with d- dealing with depression and all of abandonment of my own with the other things. It's just like my own issues. But I relate to that statement that they both feel separately, you know, hey song says that about his girlfriends like she deserves somebody i'm just a normal guy with a normal job making normal amount of money she deserves such something so much better and arthur in bed with her he's like this is like this is an amazing love story like this is what the story you have with me is nowhere near as beautiful and romantic of a story as the story you have with this guy and then they meet and I'm so stressed out. These two guys meet. He finally comes over um, after they've spent, like, you know, days together. And she's like, Nora's like, he's just so Korean. He's such a male Korean. And it's so weird that, like, I, I understand. I, at the same time, feel so not Korean by the fact that he is Korean. But also it makes me feel more Korean than I've ever felt growing up in the Western society. So it's an interesting kind of duality for Nora's character how this guy makes her feel very different which when listening to her say that to her husband Arthur being in Arthur's shoes emotionally understanding where he's coming from I'm like these are things that I really don't want to hear right now like I don't want to hear how this is such an exciting thing and is making you feel like a, a much different person and like in a good way like i i kind of started stressing out so when they first met I, I was stressed out i was like how is this gonna go because in many other movies stories like it doesn't go well there's remarks there's comments there's actions that are like that just cause drama and in this one they're both absolutely pol- polite and sweet like Arthur knows a little bit of Korean. Sung knows a little bit of English. They both greet each other in the, the you know their respective languages, and it's just like, like it melted my heart when they met each other, and it was so sweet to watch. But I was panicking in that moment. It's like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. And then they go out, and then we finally catch up to the beginning of this movie, and. It's such a much more awkward conversation that's going on than you could have ever imagined at the beginning of the movie with the whole voiceover. This, like, conversation that's happening kind of about the husband in some ways. This, like, private conversation that's happening where the husband can't understand what they're talking about. Just so another aspect of this movie that's, like, tapped into my feelings of being, like, a third wheel. Like, not... Like, why I'm why am I even here? Like those moments in life where you're questioning why you're even in this space. I'm clearly not even I'm I'm not even I don't even exist to these people I'm here with. What am I still doing here? 
Like they don't even, they're not even communicating with me in any meaningful way. They are in their own universe having this conversation. And I'm just sitting here like listening to a language I, I don't understand and just hoping for the best. It is just so awkward. And he just like, he's missing out on so much of this conversation. I just feel bad for the guy. I mean, it's like, it's tragic. And once, I mean, especially once they start talking, mean, she was giving him some translations of what's going on. But once they start talking to each other and you even see how the camera just doesn't even include him in the frame anymore. And it looks as if they are just on their own talking to each other at this bar. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just sad. It's sad. They're literally talking about him as if he's not sitting right there. It's, it's really sad. But what I love at the end of this, like she goes to the restroom or whatever. It's just the two guys sitting at the bar. And you have Hey Sung apologizing for talking alone. They won't talk alone anymore. He's so sad. He's like so apologetic for that. And it's like then they have a moment. And it's, again, another sweet moment between these two guys. And her husband, you see, is a great guy as well. Like. He's holding it together. Obviously, we understand his his insecurities going into this situation. Um, but it's like each everybody involved is just like so sweet and understanding that it like it just it breeds more sweetness and understanding, which I I appreciate. Right. And then he mentions that they have the same kind of uh, uh, hey song because the topic of the. In Young had come up in their conversation a word that one word that Arthur knew and knew what it meant and she's like oh we're actually talking about our connection of that type of connection and hey Sung in this moment when they're talking is like we have that connection the husband and him have that connection because the husband's like this is crazy like I, I can never have imagined I would be sitting here in a bar with this kind of story going on next to me and he's like this don't you like we have the same connection like that the idea of this connection isn't just romantic connections it is just us so it's like in some way this is a a love triangle of connections that have happened over several life thousands of lifetimes and maybe at one point say hey sung was the branch that Arthur perched on, right? It, it's just like such a beautiful moment that brings Arthur into this ideal ideology of love and connection and makes him, it brings him into the fold of what's going on, of their story in a way, in, in, in such a way that is so heartwarming, right? It's, it's, it's such a great moment. And then, you know, and in their conversations before he apologized, when they were talking alone, they were coming up with all these hypothetical past lives that they had, that they had connections with, that they didn't even like each other, right? But they were in each other's universe. And this just happens to be one where at a time they, they liked each other, but circumstances, they can't be together, right? I love that reincarnation aspect of this romance. And the end... When he asks what their connection will be in the next life is like so beautiful. Like at that point, he realizes 
that she is with somebody that is a great she's with a great guy despite the fact that maybe they got together in a way that wasn't as romantic as the connection that they had together like she she hooked up with him because there was nobody else around they moved in together because she wanted to move to new york and it's just cheaper if they were roommates and then they got married because she needed a green card it's like they they became they formed this relationship out of necessity but it's still an important relationship to her and the one she she's in and she's in love with this guy and he sung knows that he sung knows that this guy is great and he is like doesn't want to do anything to interrupt their love so he's like maybe this isn't the life where this isn't the 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 life we're living where we get together Maybe that connection happens in the next life, in a future life. And, you know, him asking her that and then her contemplating and realizing that, like, oh, that it gives you, like, this hope that, like, this relation, this connection that you have isn't ending right now because of circumstances. That this connection that we have is so much bigger and powerful that is as transcended lifetimes that maybe in the next lifetime will be the time where it will be right for us to be together, right? And then that that hope that comes with that statement is is like comforting in some way. And they say goodbye again, and it's a, a sadder goodbye, and it's a great shot where we're just seeing her. I mean, we have the great shot where they're walking, to where the uber is going to be picking him up and then there, she has the long walk back to their apartment building and you see just how when she gets back there that she's just devastated because it's like this this energy that she's had this connection she has to this person that's very special to her is leaving again and this time it means something to her whereas the previous times it didn't mean as much and it means more because she knows it's 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 over it's it's ended the potential possibility of a romantic connection between the two of them is no longer possible in this reality right it's kind of just come to it's come to its conclusion and she's sad that it's it's ended in the way it did but also there it to me there's this this like hopefulness that happens in that like in the next life they will be to get they won't Maybe they won't have to struggle so much. Maybe there won't be 24 years of no connection. Maybe it will be like it will be like something they could never have dreamed of being uh, how magical the future life could be. Um, and I love that aspect of it because it makes the title make sense, it makes this story that we're watching l labels this story as not the present story, but a past story. And that it is just the prequel that it is the 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 time love this love connection between these two people wasn't successful. But the next time around it will be. And I love that as a story. You know where they didn't get together at the end. Um, and also the inclusion of Arthur making it this beautiful multiverse love triangle that they have. Um, and her husband's so, you know, such a great guy, you know, obviously loves her 
and is a good dude and it's like it 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 it, it, I, I really just love the ending. I, I love this movie. This movie was kind of therapeutic in some ways, right? I have similar connections to p- different people in my past, and the thought of this life, this life that I'm living, eventually becoming a past life. And that in future lives, my connections to those people could end up in a different way, could manifest in a different way. And can manifest in a way that would closely resemble my dreams as a childhood in love with a girl. Or my dreams of spending my life with somebody from my, you know, from my earlier years, you know. But in this life, we just happen to be going in separate paths. And that's okay. And it gives me a sense of peace when I think about them now when before it would be kind of a sense of longing, a sense of, you know, sadness, this this upending hope uh, for things to this unending hope for things to rewind and go back, just wanting to go back in time to make those connections different, to make our paths not go in different directions of course you can't rewind time uh but i love this film you know i'm so happy i watched this film uh, and i'm looking forward to seeing what the writer director uh celine song does next because i you know from a writing perspective and directing perspective is a beautiful film that uh i fell in love with i have a connection to the, i've in young with this with this movie uh, but I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Ray Taylor show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on past lives. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new movie and TV show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder, where you can watch all of these episodes and video formats until next time, until the next lifetime. Enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.